630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Well, your general manager, Peter Shirelli, has taken a big risk. He's traded Taylor Hall to the New Jersey Devils for Adam Larson. Man, reaction has been all over the board. I have had fans call it pathetic. I've had fans calling it a fireable trade. I have another fan who called in and said he was jubilant that this has happened. We shall see. He's got guts. Shirelli's got guts. There's no doubt about that. One for one, this is not an even trade. We will see how it works out. We'll see what else Shirelli does with the roster, specifically over the next few days, because free agency is on Friday. We'll have special coverage from 11 to 3 on Canada Day right here on 630 Ched. Ryan is on the open line, 780-496-0063. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. I don't think we have Ryan after all. That's okay. I think we have Jackie, though. Hello, Jackie. Hey, Reed. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Hey, uh, <clears throat> like you said yourself, Chirelli certainly has guts, and it's nice to see a general manager like that in Edmonton running the show. I, for one, am actually pretty happy about uh, Larson being an oiler, just not Larson for Hall in a straight-up deal. To me, that just seems like massive overpayment for someone like Larson, especially a bit unproven at this point in his career. Uh, what do you think? Well, you know what, I think that's a fair point, and that's kind of kind of the, the point I made. He is not, he is starting to be proven. I think he is starting to become the defenseman that he hopefully will be, but he's not there yet. And the fear is, what if he doesn't become that really solid, dependable guy that he showed glimpses of uh, this past season? Jackie, I, I, I liked what you said. It seems to me, you're saying, I don't mind that Taylor Hall was traded, and I don't mind that Adam Larson is an oiler. I'm just not sure I like them happening in conjunction with each other. Because probably yeah. if you just told people a few days ago, hey, Adam Larson is going to be an oiler, and last year he played 23 minutes a game, and he was a plus player, and he started in his own zone a lot, and he played against top competition, and he didn't get a lot of points, but he chipped in a little bit, and he's okay at passing the puck, you might have said, oh, that's okay. Right, yeah, people would have been excited. Right, but I got excited yesterday. Bob Stoffer kind of was a little cryptic about it on his show, but then he let the name drop of Larson, and then everyone started throwing the name Nuge out there. And I was like, you know what, Nuge for Larson—that sounds pretty good to me. But but the Oilers paid the the Oilers paid the absolute most they could pay. Well, other than obviously, I mean, they weren't trading McDavid. No, obviously not. <laughs> so they they paid pretty much the most you could pay, and and they they weren't trading. I mean, uh, Shirelli's really reluctant to trade Leon. I don't think he wants to move Nurse. And Talbot and Secker have no movement clauses. Well, I guess Talbot's hasn't technically kicked in yet, but you know what I'm saying. So, so yeah, he paid the he paid the highest price you can pay. He decided to pay Taylor Hall for a guy that is. I, I'm encouraged about how last how Adam Larson played last year. I don't totally know what I'm going to get this year, though, and I understand that fear. Now, I'm not as upset about it as some people because i got to wait and see how the team plays. Yeah, exactly. And does Larson have that point shot that you, we need on that No, he's play, not. Though? he's not going to be a power play guy. That, okay. you know, they're so still missing that, man. They're still missing that. Yeah. I okay, think another she... thing I just wanted to point out, sorry, uh, 
that really leaves a gaping hole on that uh, left uh, that left side with Ben Walpuliat now being our current uh, top line left winger. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. So, are you comfortable with that going into the season with Puliat being the guy? Uh, no, but if they try, if they if they do get Lucic, then at least they'll have a better left winger. Yeah, I mean that's a big F. Though I mean there's other teams courting him. Right, Jackie. Thanks for calling, Matt. I got to take a. Uh, I got to move on. We got a guest coming in here. Uh, Troy says, uh, unlike McTavish, we know Peter Shirelli was working the phones like a madman, and I trust that this was the best deal he could get. Uh, Troy, you wrote a longer text, but I just picked out, I think, the uh, the highlight of what you were trying to say there. If you're on hold, stay there. I want to bring in Mark Spector from Sportsnet. He and I were uh, a few feet away from each other as this was uh, picked over by Peter Shirelli at the news conference. Spec, uh, I got a question in there. You got uh, two or three in for uh, Shirelli. I know you were typing away furiously. So, Man, <laughs> wh- where are you at? I mean, we, we knew we were pretty sure a $6 million guy was going to go, but for Adam Larson, what's going through your mind? Yeah, I, I think the biggest, you know, the biggest sort of revelation today is what Taylor Hall was worth on the market. Like, I think that, you know, Peter Chiarelli's a veteran GM. He's made lots of trades, big trades, and he's been working this deal, whether it was for Nugent Hopkins or Hall or, or the draft pick. He's been working it since before the trade deadline in March. So you know, it's not like he just started last week. So this is what the market bears for Tater Hall. And every one of your listeners almost, and almost everyone I've heard today, is also you know, surprised to learn that Adam Larson is the answer. I think we all thought there'd be more. Well, right, and I thought if Larson was going to be the return, there there would be more. So does this tell us that now, I guess I asked this in conjunction with the, the Subban-Weber trade, does this tell us that not only are elite defensemen virtually never going to be traded except for each other, yeah. does, this, does this tell us that now even a defenseman who is, ah, he's pretty good but he's not sexy, is, is worth one of the best forwards in the game? Is, is, this, well, is this now the future market in the NHL? I mean, I guess... You know, the Oilers fans should remember what it's like to have a team here with lots of great, young, fast, spicy, you know, skilled forwards and no good defensemen. Like, it's pretty clear what's valuable because we've seen it that way. You can't win. You know, you're not on a can't you win. You're a lottery team every year. So I think it's, it's it, no one should know more than Oilers fans how, how valuable a good 24, 25-minute defenseman is. Now, Adam Larson, the good news on Adam Larson is you know, he's served some time in the minors. He's, he's made his way through that first young, those first young formative years, and he really broke out last year and became a first-pairing defenseman in New Jersey where they don't have, you know, a P.K. Subban or Drew Doughty or Eric Carlson, of course, but he did play, you know, over 22 minutes. And, and you know, if he's found the form a little bit, I think it's fair to say that that defenseman should graduate into the 23-24 minute stage. So, that's one thing you got here. Now the question is, who you know, every new number two defenseman needs a number one. Would we value Brent Seabrook as much as we do if there was no Duncan Keith involved in the equation? Well, would Jake Muzzin look this good without Drew Doughty around? And and that's Edmonton's issue is, you know, Adam Larson may be their best defenseman, and and that still means you're not good enough back there. 
Yeah, and that's that, that's a, a, a fair point. Their their defense core is better. Is the team better overall? Are they a playoff caliber team? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would say those are are extremely debatable. All right, Friday is this is this the biggest no brainer that Lucic is going to be announced, or where are you with that? Well, it you know I'm I'm guessing that that Peter Chiarelli has the word of Lucic, you know, Lucic's agent, uh, Jerry Johansson, that, that, yeah, we've got a deal in principle. We haven't signed anything yet, but, but you've got my word. We're coming to Edmonton. So that allowed him to, to pull the trigger on that whole deal. That's how I would see it coming down. I'd be, I'd be surprised, very surprised, if they're moving out their first line left wing and they don't have Lucic coming in here. I'll, I'll, we'll have some pretty tough questions for um, Chiarelli on Friday if that's the case. Well, as as much as I like Maroon, he's uh, he's not a first line left winger the whole time. We know what Pouliot is, and then you got the Hendrixes and the Korpakoskis, depending which side they're going to play on. So uh, very fair, Spec. I know you had a busy day. I just wanted to bring you on, and uh, I know you were on with Bob earlier this week. So thanks a lot. I will probably see you Friday at some point in some facility with microphones. <laughs> Sounds good, uh, Reed. Thanks for the call, man. That is Mark Spector checking in from Sportsnet. I just uh, retweeted his article from Sportsnet. All right, back to the open line. You all held through that. I appreciate it. Willie is up. Hello, Willie. Hello, Reed. How are you? Having a great night. Oh, me too. Uh, anyway, I look at it this way. I put myself in, in, in Halsey's shoes. You get drafted. You're going to be the, the guy that's going to change the world and whatnot. And over the last two, three years, uh, you know, you got Stauffer in the fans saying he should be captain, he should be captain. And then all of a sudden they get this young Connor McDavid kid, and then you even got the great one saying, best junior player I see come out of 30, 40 years, and he's, he's, he's mature enough to be captain. If I was tall and I heard that, I'd be just choked myself. I'd be, I'd be wanting out of town too. Well, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm still gonna play the Taylor Hall thing. There, there was never any, any indication, Willie, that Taylor Hall wanted out of town, unless I'm no, totally no, misinterpreting stuff. I'm saying if I was in his shoes, that's that's how I would feel. I'd say, well, I'm out of here, God. That's that's the way I would feel anyway. Okay, so how do you feel about the deal today? Can you live with it, or are you upset? Well, you know, they are my second favorite team, but I'm an Islanders fan. But I can honestly tell you, the Oilers fans, you guys got a long way to go to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I have fun with this because I tease my friends that are Oilers fans, and you guys beat us in '84. We made the playoffs in 2014. 30 years. It takes 30 years to make the playoffs. Uh, well, yeah, the Islanders <laughs> made the conference finals in '93, and then did they not win a? They, I don't think they won a playoff series until this year, right? No, they went no, 23 yeah. years without even winning so, a series. Uh, so I, I tell my Oilers fans uh, that, uh, well, you guys made it to the final no six, so pat her up. You know what the Oilers need to do is sign <laughs> David Volek. <laughs> Hey? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Willie. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We got our old friend Terry on the line as well. Hey, Terry. Hey, Reed. Uh, with all due respect to my uh, favorite Slovenian, I kind of disagree with him a little bit on Shirelli. I think what he did today was completely irresponsible. Maybe not the trade, but the timing is lousy. It's horrible. Um, number one, how can you evaluate the Soiler team of last year when you had three of your top players injured for at least half the season. Not ignoring the fact that there's a maturation factor here in, in, uh, to consider as well. We've got young guys that are, are becoming men. They haven't even grown into their bodies yet. Before I would have pulled, start pulling uh, 
knives and, and doing all kinds of crazy things. I think I'd have considered something like this, and this may be crazy too, but I would have been looking for a couple of a couple of other players. I don't think we've had a real defensive coach here since Teddy Green, possibly um, um, uh, Charlie Huddy at one point. And that would be something I would love to see is get a guy like Charlie Huddy if you could steal him out of Winnipeg. When he was here the last time for one year, uh, he did pretty good. And going to Carolina, he didn't exactly uh, um, stink the joint out either. He seems to have a way with defensemen. And there's a guy sitting here doing nothing, really. Craig Simpson, who was uh, coaching here for a year back in 06, I think it was. And we had some respectable special teams with him around uh, both uh, both ways. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, the, the, uh, the hockey is becoming so specialized now that I would almost consider a new, a new term like a defensive or an offensive coordinator, something like football, where you could actually get both sides of their operation together and uh, somebody who, like Simpson or, uh, or Huddy, I think the spear had something like that. We get something before we start throwing out every everybody out of this town. All right, thanks, Terry. Appreciate the call. I got to take a quick timeout. It is seven eighteen. Taylor Hall has been traded for Adam Larson. We will keep talking about it, and of course, you can get more on six thirty chad dot com. You're listening to six thirty Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. It is 721. It is Inside Sports on 630 Chet. There is other news today that's pretty significant. The Tampa Bay Lightning have re-signed Steven Stamkos, uh, eight years, $68 million. I want to talk a little bit about that. Matt Salmon from the Lightning Radio Network will join me for a few minutes after the 730 News. P.K. Subban has been traded to Nashville for Shea Weber as well. Uh, but I want to. We'll keep going with some Hall stuff. I got a trade. I got an email here from Smitty Inside Sports at six thirty ched dot com. He makes a lot of points here. I just want to read one of them. Where does he say this here? He goes. This is exactly the point the movie Moneyball makes. Remember when Jonah Hill's character says you can't replace Giambi, but you can replace him with three or four players. That's the game Shirelli is playing. Lucic can't replace Hall. Pugliarvi can't replace Hall, but together they may replace Hall's points. Just maybe this season, perhaps more likely in the future seasons with the maturation of Pugliarvi. Plus, with Lucic, we just got meaner and more difficult to play against. We may start to shed the reputation and culture of the Oilers are the easiest team to play against. Uh, Farmer Caleb says, Last week a Flames fan called in and said the Oilers should do Hall for Dougie Hamilton and he was laughed off the air. Not looking so stupid now. Did I do that? I don't remember getting a call along those lines. And uh, before I get to Joanne here, I got a, a text from Glenn. He says, Okay, I'm calm now. At first I was livid, threatening after 35 years not to be an Oilers fan anymore. Wrote dumbest trade ever on the Oilers' Facebook page. Now I ask, would you trade Taylor Hall for Victor Hedman? Many would say, sure. Well, if you look at Hedman's numbers the first three years, they much resemble Larson so far. This year would be his breakout year to follow in Hedman's footsteps. At the time, I believe Larson was touted as uh, a number two overall, possibly first. 
Hedman went second. I've been told Larson hits hard and doesn't back down. In summary, do what I do to get through this tragedy. Tell yourself we traded Hall for Hedman. Woohoo! Let time tell the rest. I recall Calgary trading Newendike for some guy named Aginla or something. We all know how that worked out. Have faith. We'll survive this. I hope. That is from Glenn. That is a great text from a fan. Joanne is on the line. Hello, Joanne. Hi there. How are you tonight? Doing great. Um, I was kind of disappointed that Hall is gone because I really liked him and whatever. But, um, you know, over the years I've listened to you and Bob Stoffer and whatever, and uh, people just say, you know, you're doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting different results. So here Shirelli goes and does something at least he's doing something. It may work out good. Look at what happened to Justin Schultz. He got a, a Stanley Cup ring. You never know how things are going to work out for these kids. Well, no, we'll have to see what other moves come in, come in conjunction with this. One for one, I understand why this is, this is a tough move uh, to take. There are more question marks about Adam Larson than there are about Taylor Hall. Um, so that that's 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 all fair, Joanne. Thanks a lot for calling, by the way. Thanks. Always good to hear from you. Let's see how the roster looks on Monday. Um, the Oilers will not replace. Here, here's the thing: as as much as I'm looking at this trade and thinking, "Oh man, that's tough." Let's look at the roster on Monday and say, "Are the Oilers a better team overall?" And then let's watch them in October and say, are they a better team overall? That's what that's what Shirelli's banking on, is that they're not going to have a guy who can drive his line offensively, but they'll spend less time in their own end. That is what he's banking on. And when it comes to actually driving the offense as a whole, that's now on McDavid, not Hall. Now, yeah, it'd be great to split those guys up, have the option to split those guys up on different lines. That is now no longer an option. He says, uh, hey, Reed, for some reason NHL 16 won't accept the Hall and Larson trade. I wonder why. Well, so do I. I know nothing about NHL 16. Kevin from Stony Plain, I've been listening all day. Hall brings out the ladies. Callers, in brackets, he says. I think that's me that brings out the ladies, Kevin from Stony. Don't underestimate the allure of the Wilkie. Uh, extended coverage on Chet today. Hall for Larson is the trade. You can get more on our website. We'll touch on a, a little bit of other news when we get back with Matt Salmon from Tampa Bay. You're going to hear from Taylor Hall, Peter Shirelli, Adam Larson, all ahead. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chan. All right, we're going to play the, the Taylor Hall conference call in this half hour. I know I've been teasing that all night, but you as callers always take uh, priority over that. So we've been doing a lot of calls, texts, tweets, all that kind of stuff. Um, Twitter's a wonderful thing. As you all know, well, if you have Twitter, if you don't have Twitter, don't worry about it. I did a video with Tom Gazzola for the Oilers website today, and they put one of my quotes up there 
where I said this makes the Oilers' defense core better. And some people are making fun of me for that. Well, guess what? It does. Adam Larson makes the Oilers' defense score better. I don't know how you can argue that. Is their team better as a whole? I don't know. Is their offense better? Well, clearly it isn't. But that's how it goes. Uh, The Blue Jays played this afternoon, by the way. Aaron Sanchez allowed one run in eight innings. Josh Donaldson homered as the Jays beat the Colorado Rockies 5-3. Sanchez now 8-1 on the season. He allowed only six hits. Struck out three, walked two. He's unbeaten in his last 12. That's your scoreboard courtesy of Crystal Glass. For all your glass needs, visit crystalglass.ca. Other big news today, Steven Stamkos staying put with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Matt Salmon is the host on the Tampa Bay Lightning radio network, and I just saw him at the draft in Buffalo on the weekend. Matt, I wasn't sure if I'd have you on the air this week, but here we go, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the only difference is we're not uh, enjoying fine buffalo brews or burgers, but definitely one of the two. I was impressed with that burger joint. Not sloppy, not you know, not a, not a gross, a nice, well-proportioned burger. And there's nothing like a well-proportioned yes. burger. Yes, Soho Burger Bar, if any of your listeners just happen to be in uh, Buffalo anytime soon. It's an excellent place. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, Stamkos, I thought he had one foot and four other toes out the door, but but now he's uh, staying put. Uh, what do you what do you can you tell us about how this developed? Uh, boy, it's uh, honestly I'm I'm right in the same boat with you. I really thought, uh, you know, as early as the draft weekend that uh, we were probably seeing the last days of him, and it was uh, simply because of the money that was going to be thrown at him. Uh, you know, I, I know that in his heart he wanted to stay in Tampa Bay. I really thought that he wanted to. So am I totally surprised that he's coming back? No. But uh, I'm surprised at just how it played out. And, and based on just some of the people that I've spoken to in, in the last uh, few hours, actually, uh, they're just as surprised as I am. It, it's something that came together, uh, quite honestly, in the last day or so. And I, I would just have to guess that Steven looked around. He was certainly courted uh, by a lot of people as of midnight of Friday. And apparently he just didn't like what was out there and and really his best option, not just to get paid handsomely, but more importantly to win, was right here in Tampa Bay. And we're certainly very glad that's worked out. Well, and and that's interesting to win because you, you saw teams like Toronto, Detroit, Buffalo being in the mix. Obviously he's from southern Ontario, all close to home. Tampa Bay is better. Than any, than any of those teams. And obviously they've been to a cup final and a conference final in the last two years. Yeah, and it's not only better now, but certainly you look at, say, three to five years down the line. Uh, when you're a player, uh, you know, you want to get those first few years out, out of the way first uh, and try to figure out, is this a place where I can be successful at? And, uh, you know, Toronto, even though they've got Austin Matthews, they've got some impressive young players, let's be honest, they're in year number one of a rebuild. And in the National Hockey League, it typically takes about seven years from hitting rock bottom, which I do believe the Maple Leafs hit last season, uh, to potentially winning a Stanley Cup, which is uh, a long ways away. And if you're Steve Stamkos, you're in your mid-30s then, and who knows if you're producing like you are now. Same can be said for Buffalo. I think they're a little ahead of the Maple Leafs in the rebuild. And Detroit is interesting because, uh, you know, they certainly made room for him with the Datsuk move, and made no bones about it that they were interested in him but you know Detroit and this is just my own opinion I think they're a little more focused on extending the playoff streak than actually winning a Stanley Cup so uh, with the Red Wings 
you would be with a contending team, but honestly, you're probably not going to be with a team that's, you know, a cup contender for a little while. So I think he looked at uh, winning. I think he looked again at dollars. And, uh, you know, also the, uh, you know, the locations. Uh, Tampa Bay has grown into a very good hockey market. Hockey fans, of course, uh, have really embraced the sport over the last several years here. And, of course, you've got the environment. You've got, uh, you know, no state taxes and stuff like that. So he, he gets to keep the money in his pocket. And that's uh, you roll that all into one, and uh, you, you can't see why he would want to go somewhere else unless it was a deal that's incredibly knocked his socks off. And Matt, before I let you go, Stamkos' health, he had the broken leg, uh, what, two, three years ago, a couple years ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the blood clot and stuff issue that well not and stuff the the blood clot issue this year is was the team concerned about that as that at all is that lingering or is that it's all good you know I think it's all good and and I personally thought that health might be a reason why he would want to cash in big uh, because who knows you know how his health which path it takes him down in the next few years but at the same time he can't really unless somebody has a history full of injuries, you can't really bet against that, I guess you could say. Uh, the the broken leg thing, it took him a long time for him to get over that. That was two years ago, and I think he started finding a stride earlier this season. The thrombosis, that's a different blood clot situation that uh, several other players have dealt with. This, this is a situation where it's uh, it's not as invasive. It's something that uh, it's something that he can manage with the proper medication and the proper treatment. So is that a long-term thing? No. I mean, he's going to make a little bit of a lifestyle change. But I don't think it was as big of a concern as some people thought it would be. So uh, clearly he checked out with team doctors, and uh, it, it's not a concern to where you can ink him for eight years. And as Steve Eiserman said in the conference call not that long ago tonight, uh, you're, you're getting a player in the prime of his career, and we certainly hope in Tampa Bay that uh, we're going to see not only the prime of Steven Stamkos, but the return of the Stanley Cup sooner than later. All right. Well, uh, huge news uh, there, and uh, we've had huge news here, obviously, as well, Matt. So mm-hmm. i got, I got to get back to that. But uh, <laughs> we, we've been going with uh, hockey programming since noon uh, noon today, so i got another uh, hour and a half to do. But thanks for chiming in tonight, man, and uh, enjoy free agency on Friday. All right, we will do, and uh, thanks for having me on again, Rita. Appreciate your time. That is Matt Salmon, one of the good guys in the hockey broadcasting world, host on the Tampa Bay Lightning Radio Network. Okay, 780-496-0063. I'm going to get to the Taylor Hall media availability in about five or six minutes. Darcy has uh, called in on the open line. Hello, Darcy. Hey, how's it going, Reed? I'm doing great. I like. I honestly, I love days like this because there's news to talk about, and I get to talk to fans, and that's the best part of my job. Uh, I bet, eh? Hey, I, I just want to call in because you know all day I've been hearing how everyone's trashing Torelli and saying it's a bad deal and this and that. You know what, Reed? I gotta tell you, man. I went to the last two games of the season at Rexall, and that five nothing loss to Calgary was the stamp. That was it, man. It was bad. That game was absolutely garbage and I don't want to see Taylor Hall go but changes had to come but you have to make a change to this core and it was time for a change and I would have rather seen Eberle or maybe Nugent Hopkins like maybe something of a little bit of a lesser value for the team but 
at the end of the day, I'm sure Trelly tried everything he could to make the Subban trade happen. Obviously, that fell through, and when that fell through, they did the Hall trade for Larson, and immediately after, Montreal traded Subban to, to Nashville, which makes me wonder how close they really were, because they obviously had been talking for a few days. So, well, just, he said he, he said he was talking to people at the draft. They may have very well have traded down if Paul Yarvey had had been drafted by Columbus. They sort of, I mean, they've said we're never going to say, but they've included that as part of their answer. By so, the end of the day, at least Torelli's doing his job. Like, for how long do we see Steve Tambellini not do anything? And then Craig McTavish comes in, says he's going to make bold moves because he's impatient and we're not going to have to keep going through this. And he did nothing. And Torelli came in and he took one year, he looked at the roster, and he said, changes need to, and, and everybody knew it. Like, that game against Calgary, the 5 nothing loss or 4 nothing or whatever it ended up being, that was absolutely disgusting. And I look at that game and thought, you know what, I hope they beat Vancouver. I hope they, they send off the, the you know, rec yeah, place. That was a good night. Yep. But that, that game against Calgary Reed was perfect because that needed to refresh everyone's mind that, you know what, this team is so far away from being a playoff contender, from being a cup contender one day. They needed to, to have a game like that so that stays fresh in everyone's mind and says, this does not work. And it hasn't worked. We finished in, what, 30th, 30th, 23rd, 29, 28? 24th is the peak year, and I say that yeah. in quotation marks, for the last seven like, years. Like, That's not a peak. Every, everyone's upset like that the, we were some contender, and all of a sudden we send away our best player. We had to make a change. We need, and at the end of the day, maybe we're weaker on our forwards, but our defense is better today than it was yesterday. And if anyone tries to argue that point, seriously needs to wake up and take a look at, at the difference between having Adam Larson in our lineup and not having Adam Larson in our lineup. Darcy, appreciate you calling, man. I'll talk to you again, okay? Uh, thanks, Reed. All right, and Dwayne is online too as well. Dwayne, go ahead. You know, I just think it's funny everybody complaining about how bad the Oilers really are, and then they're so against wanting to make a change. Well, here's the thing, Dwayne. I don't know if you ever listened to Inside Sports or the Oilers postgame show, but some nights during the season, people would call or text in and say, we need a defenseman, even overpay for it. I don't care. And now they have. And people even ragging on Hall nonstop, trying to run him out of town. It's like you know, you hear rumors that he wasn't great in the room the last year and that, you know, it was his way or no way and that he was pissy about McDavid and, like, come on. I don't know how much of that is true. Yeah. P- quite possibly but, none of it. But for some reason, yeah. Hall had his detractors. Most of them seem to have gone away now. Now he's the most popular player since Gretzky. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. I mean, and Schultz is a good defenseman too, right? Uh, they ran hit like it's just everybody, everybody was so, so, ragging on him. So your po- your point, your, so your point is you're you're ready to live with this trade today and evaluate Larson once you've seen him for half a season. Well, yeah, like give the guy give the guy a break. I, like he played on a very defensive minded team in New Jersey. I mean, come on, like I, I, people need to calm down and. Uh, Torelli's won Stanley Cups. What have you done? So. Dwayne, thanks for calling, buddy. Appreciate it. No worries. All right. Take a break. Then we are getting to Taylor Hall when we get back.
You're listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right. Just want to read a text message here from Tammy who says, I love Hall. I hope he wasn't the guy to go, but here we are. The reality is it's a salary cap world. The team has to pay McDavid, Leon, and Nurse all coming up soon. The Oilers got a defense who's the right age, right side, right shot, plus they took $2 million off the cap. Most people in Edmonton can't name five players from the Devils roster, which is proven by the number of callers referring to players as that guy and the other guy. Unless you watch New Jersey games, you don't really know Larson or his game. I value D who play the game, and you don't see them out there. The reason you don't notice them is because they move the puck fast to the forwards, and they aren't messing up plays. That's what Larson does. Not fancy, just solid. Remember Huddy, Greg, Muni. Tammy goes on to say, a sinkhole was filled today. You have to give to get. Time will prove who won the trade. Offense wins you games. Defense wins you championships. That is from Tammy. Taylor Hall has been traded for Adam Larson. Taylor Hall was on a conference call shortly after the deal was announced. Um, you know, I was a little bit shocked. Um, you know, you hear rumblings going on throughout the draft and, and afterwards, but uh, certainly when it happens, um, you know, you're just, just a little bit shocked. But um, excited for the challenge, excited for a new team that, um, you know, that wants me there. Taylor, uh, Ryan Rashog from TSN here. Um, you know, every time we'd ask you about your desire to stay in Edmonton, you made it clear you wanted to see this through. Is there a, a level of disappointment that, you know, you're not going to be able to see this through if this team turns the corner, um, you know, given what you said about wanting to be here for that? Yeah, it is disappointing. Um, you know, I was there for six seasons, so you develop, um, you know, you're certainly – develop a relationship with the team, with the city, with the fans, and, uh, you know, I'm disappointed that I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to see that through, but um, I'm excited that um, that I'm going to play for a team that wants me. Um, you know, it's not that Edmonton didn't want me, but, um, you know, I'm certainly, I, I certainly do feel a bit slighted by the whole, by the whole thing, so, um, but in saying that, I'm excited for New Jersey, I'm excited for the chance that, that's in front of me now. Taylor, just in in terms of feeling a little bit slighted, uh, is that part of the disappointment, or where do, where do you where does that come from? Why do you feel slighted? Just that after uh, you know, I feel like I've been a good soldier for six years, and uh, I felt like I you know I prepared the best I could. Um, you know, I I did as much as I I, I felt I could on, on the ice, and at the end of the day, I guess um, you know they they felt that. They wanted to go a different direction, which is fine. Um, you know, in, in saying that, um, there's a new opportunity in front of me, um, a new team that I'm excited to uh, to try and make better. And at the end of the day, um, I think this just goes to show you that uh, you know you, you can be moved. You got to be ready for anything. And um, I'm excited for my new opportunity here. Taylor, this is Greg Wyshynski with Yahoo Sports. Um, Adam Henrique tweeted a picture of you two uh, together earlier today. What's, what's your relationship with Adam? Uh, we spent uh, three years together in junior. Um, we had some really good times in Windsor playing um, uh, playing there. Uh, Henny's a great guy and uh, someone who was one of the first guys to text me after this deal went public. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing him again 
um, playing with him and him showing me around and, and uh, introducing me to the city. It's going to be a lot of fun. Taylor, it's Ashley Star, Series XM Radio. How does it feel to go from a place like Edmonton, which is hockey crazy, to a place in New Jersey where hockey is the main uh, focal point? Um, it's different, but um, I think it's a change that um, a lot of players seem to enjoy. And uh, uh, along with uh, along with that fact, um, you know, New Jersey's a team that doesn't travel as much. Um, the uh, playing in the East is something that, if I was going to be traded, that um, I was really looking forward to. So um, those are two great things that I think um, are uh, are going to be beneficial. Taylor, it's Steve Cangelosi at MSG. Numerically, the last season was your best season. Do you feel you're peaking right now in your career? Um, you know, I'm 24. I still think I have a lot of room to improve. And um, speaking with the coaching staff in, in New Jersey and the GM, um, you know, they're committed to helping me do that. Um, at the end of the day, I... Uh, I still feel like I have a, you know, a pretty high ceiling, and I still feel like I have a lot to prove. So, um, throughout the summer and, and in training camp and, and spending time with the coaching staff there, I'm I'm committed to being the best player I can for the Devils. Taylor, Taylor, Tom Gulley from NHL.com. Uh, it was a little while ago you played with Adam Henrique, but do you think that chemistry, you know, that could come back if you guys get put put together? You think that would find you take you guys along to get that back together? Um, no, I, I mean, he's a great player. Um, and there's there's a few guys like that on, on the Devils roster um, that I'm excited to play with. So you never know how things shake up and, and how things work out. But uh, he was a fun player to play with back in junior, and I'm sure it's no different now. Taylor, Chris Ryan from the Star Ledger. Uh, what were your impressions looking at the Devils from the outside in, and what do you expect uh, when you arrive there? Uh, to be honest, I mean they're they're not a team that I've ever really um, watched too often. They're just so far away, and a team that I'd only played twice a year uh, for my whole career. But um, taking a closer look now, I think they were a team that uh, that was very hard to play against last year. Um, they were a consistent team, and um, you know a team that has a lot of qualities that I'm looking to add to my game. So. I'm looking forward to, you know, trying to make them better, but, um, you know, also learning as much as I can and, and becoming a, the best player I can for them. Taylor, my question. Taylor, uh, you were described as wanting to be a difference maker, and that's why you charge at the puck so quickly. What do you, what's your uh, reaction? Is that the way uh, we can see you play? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm an offensive-minded player. There's no doubt. Um, I, I feel like uh, I love having the puck on my stick and uh, having the puck in the offensive zone. Um, I think that's a huge part of the game. And uh, I think as the years have gone by, I've done a better job at, at staying healthy. And that's going to be no different next year. So, obviously, you know, my job is going to be to produce offense. But, um Looking forward to becoming a, even more of a, a complete player, um, you know, while still having that offensive, uh, you know, flair and and uh, and uh, showing my talent in that way as well. Taylor Mark Spector here in Edmonton. You uh, you went through a lot of losing here, uh, and were a very good soldier. Never complained or anything. Uh, is this? You know, do you feel like you grew up a lot in the last few hours? Is this a lesson in the NHL that how matter no matter how good a soldier you are, the payback isn't always that you get to finish something through. 
I think that's. I think you put the nail on the head there. Um, it's it's tough. Um, you know, it's. I, I have a, a pretty you know deep connection to the city of Edmonton, and uh, I felt like I did everything I could there. So it's it's pretty hard not to feel slighted. It's pretty hard not to feel a little bit disappointed with how everything shook out. But um, that's hockey, and at the end of the day, we're. You know, it's a business, and um, everyone's got to do what they got to do. So, uh, I uh, I'm going to do everything in my power to, um, you know, to try and make make the Devils, you know, proud that they made this deal. Taylor, you welcomed uh, Connor with open arms. Welcome welcomed him into your home. Lived with him. Um, is maybe part of the difficult part of this not being able to to see it through with Connor, who I know you were you were tight with and excited to have on board. Yeah, it's different. I mean, I got to figure out what what I'm going to do with my house. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of moving parts in the in the equation, and you form relationships with players, and um, you know, you, you you meet someone, and you know, meet a group of players, and you envision something happening, and uh, it's disappointing when when you're not able to see that through. But I wish those guys the best, and and especially Connor. I mean, he's uh, he's gonna. He's going to be a great player for Edmonton, and he, he's a great person. So um, that's one of the hardest things about hockey is leaving behind uh, a group of guys like, like we had in Edmonton. Taylor, Peter Shirley said that uh, he spoke with you before, uh, before the trade was announced and you were a, a bit emotional. What was, that, uh, what was that conversation like with him? Um, well, I mean, I don't want to go into details, but I, I think I just voiced my my disappointment in um, in what had happened. I mean, I, you know, you, like I said, you get attached to a team, and uh, when when that's taken from you, it's uh, it's disappointing. I mean, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm not excited to to join New Jersey and uh, at all. That's not the case, but um, I, I you know I'm a I'm a proud person and. Uh, you know, I do take this as an indictment um, on me as a hockey player. I, I don't find, I don't think there's any other way to treat it. So, um, I'm, I'm a, well, I think it's safe to say I'm a very motivated player now. Of all the pieces that they had to deal with, why, why were you the expendable part? I don't know. That's I'm the wrong guy to ask that. That is Taylor Hall from earlier today. He's been traded to New Jersey for Adam Larson. Bob Stoffer up next on Inside Sports. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.